Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Burt Show. So if you've ever contemplated getting on medication for any kind of mental struggle you might be on, I definitely think you need to stick around and listen to this next segment. So we call it Free Therapy Thursday. The Burt Show likes to get on and um, basically suggest everybody get therapy. Um, And unfortunately, that's not always accessible to everyone, uh, depending on different circumstances. So we have Miranda Campbell here, who is a licensed therapist from Port Counseling Group, who is kind enough to come on here and donate your services and try to help out some of our listeners and some of their therapy questions. So thank you once again for being here today. Of course. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. And so today we're specifically going to focus on medication. And you and I were just chatting um, during the commercial break that there is such a stigma around people taking medication when it comes to um, anxiety, depression, et cetera. And it's like, you wouldn't shame a diabetic for taking insulin. You wouldn't shame a cancer patient for taking chemo. So why in the world would you ever shame somebody for taking something for their anxiety or for their depression. Yeah, I think people sometimes fear what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And there's such a stigma about like, oh, that makes you weak, or maybe you just aren't praying hard enough, or your relationship with a higher power isn't strong enough, and that that's BS. Got it, yes. All right, so we got a, a, a email specifically asking about getting on medication. Hey, Bart Show. I've been listening to your show for a very long time, and I know y'all are huge advocates for good mental health, therapy, and even medication when needed. I recently had my first telehealth visit with a psychiatrist and was almost immediately prescribed Lexapro. I think that's what Kristen takes. I'm supposed to start it tomorrow, and I'm oddly terrified of taking medication. I've been battling with anxiety for a while, probably a lot longer than I realize, actually, and it's been exacerbated by kids and life in general, really. There's now a glimmer of hope that maybe this is what I need and maybe there is a light at the end of this seemingly endless tunnel I've been traveling down, but I'm scared that it's somehow going to change me for the worst. Is that crazy? I feel like I know this is the right move and I've known for a while, but now that the time has finally come, I am terrified. Please tell me this is somewhat normal, maybe, hopefully, and I'm not alone. I've never been on any type of medication ever, but I need a way to pull myself out of this. Thanks for your advice and the laughs you guys provide on the regular. Love y'all. So to confirm, I am on Lexapro. Uh, I have been on Lexapro for six years for anxiety. And um, I actually increased my dose at year five because I started feeling those similar Mm -hmm. um, like pools of anxiety. And so we upped it. I was at 10 milligrams and now I'm at 15 milligrams. So it's it's a fairly small dose um, or not 0.5 and then 0.10 or 0.10, 0.10, then 0.15. Lord have mercy. I probably should have taken it today. Um, so for me, it was a game changer. And I honestly didn't know life could be like this mm-hmm. had I not taken it. And I I did, like, I did therapy for years. I was doing yoga. I started watching my diet, trying to alleviate the anxiety, and nothing was working. So for me, it was like, all right, I felt like I've done the work. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to take the medication and see what happens. And it was a blessing. It it worked for me. I know for some people it didn't work. You got to find the right um, the right medicine and also the right dosage for you. But it, it honestly can change your life for the better. For sure. And for those that are feeling kind of nervous or hesitant about taking medications, I would suggest doing what you did in exhausting other options just to see what impact it makes. If those symptoms are still persistent, then why not consider it? Um, Another sign that you may benefit from having um, medication prescribed 
is if your symptoms serve as a barrier to you actually using effective coping skills. Mm -hmm. So if you're too depressed or too anxious to actually follow through with like, I can't get out of bed for my therapy appointment or I can't, you know, find the motivation to to go to yoga, then that would be a, a definite sign. And I under, I think you, she should take normal out of your vocabulary um, as far as like you feeling terrified. I had gotten to the point that when I was prescribed it, I wasn't terrified. I was relieved. Okay. Like, okay, we're going to try this. Hopefully, you know, I was relieved and I was hopeful. Um, and for two weeks, I was in this fog. You know what? I'm going to check myself. Th- there was a, a bit of terrifying as far as like I thought it was going to change me. And I wouldn't be the same Kristen and I wouldn't be as good on the radio Mm. because it would take away from my creativity. But what ended up happening after I got through that two-week fog, I had even more clarity and more creativity and it actually brought out the aspects I like about myself more. Yeah, that makes total sense. And so if you're not sure, you just have to trust yourself to know that you can respond to whatever comes up as it does come up. So if you're experiencing things are getting worse or, you know, there are some possibilities that you may have uh, negative symptoms as a result of the medication. And that's not to scare you. It's just, you know, if you know, then you can kind of be on the lookout for it and respond accordingly. I think as a mom, it definitely makes sense for you to consider that as an option. Like I recently just stopped taking medication that I was prescribed for postpartum. And it was a huge ordeal for me mentally, like to see a provider for it. As a therapist, you know, there was a lot of like shame and I had to even combat my inner like, oh, I should be able to do this. What are people going to think about me? Um, But at the end of the day, I knew that it was important for me to be able to show up as a mom I wanted to. And so, you know, think about your why as you're you're confronting the anxieties. I think there's a a lot of doubt because you just mentioned postpartum and I had severe postpartum depression. I, I, I started seeing a therapist, but I didn't really pursue medication in a way that I wished I had now in mm-hmm. retrospect. Um, I feel like I'm out of that uh, postpartum depression period and I still have anxiety and OCD, which is being managed a lot better through things that uh, like coping techniques. Mm -hmm. But looking back when I was in it, I was like, I don't need meds like this is going to go. I can fix this. I don't need this or not even realizing there was a problem. Just being Mm -hmm. like, this is how life is. Mm -hmm. And now in retrospect, I'm like, no, it didn't need to be that hard. It didn't have to be that kind of a fight every single day. I could have made life so much easier for myself if I had just used this tool that was accessible to me. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the stigma. I don't know if it's like I can do it myself or also not even realizing like I was in that place. So I think being able to stop and, uh, you know, for our listener and be like, yes, I'm in that place where this could help me. And I I just want to offer not that I've ever done meds, but in retrospect, as someone who has gone through a period like that, looking back, like it doesn't have to stay that way. Yeah. It'd be like Mo trying to swim without a floaty. I'm need therapy today now. You take a shot. Totally. I like to bring levity to these these deep topics, but I you mean, have to in order to get through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. But but do it. Why not? Yeah, and also happens. too, this doesn't have to be like a permanent solution. Some people get on it. And then, like, a year or two later, are able to get off of it. Me, right. personally, my doctor brought that up and our, you know, because I get prescribed. I have a therapist, but she's not licensed to do prescriptions. So I get yeah. my medicine through my general practitioner. And she was like, well, you know, you're doing, would you like to get off? And I was like, nope. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> We're good. We're good. We're going to stay. So, I mean, it's just whatever you feel you need. And just, and, like, yeah. you, you were able to go ahead and get through postpartum and you had the help of the medication and now you feel strong enough that, okay, we can, we can take this away and see how we do. Yeah. I mean, having a baby during the pandemic, like girl, yeah, that was what coping (laughs) skills. Do you have access if you chose to be on the conservative side about the exposures? Yes. And also, I mean, when's the last time we went through a pandemic? Like there's really nothing to like reference or compare it Mm -hmm. to. So everything I did to prepare was a moot point Uh, because of the pandemic. And so I'm sure everyone has little nuances in their life Mm -hmm. that they have to sort out. But I I think you bring up an important point about including your therapist if if you're seeing one 
in the conversation, they can help you identify like, is this working? Is this not? Yeah. Oh, I'm concerned about this or this shouldn't be happening and, and prompt you or coordinate services with your prescriber. Awesome. All right. So thank you so much, Miranda Campbell from Port Counseling Group. Um, if you want to reach out for any of their services, you can find them at portcg.com. Thank you. Thank you. The Bird Show. So... She's wondering how she approaches her husband on this one because there's the neighbor who's super hot. Oh, my God. He's so hot. I've seen him. He's so hot. He's like a 12 out of 10. He's amazing. His body is like ridiculous. (laughs) We're not even connected. It's just like sexually. It's just so hot. It's just it's primal. So she's like, I want some of that. He looks like he would taste good. So, (laughs) except she has to go to the husband, her husband first and go, you know what? This is not just about me. This is not just about me. I want all three of us to enjoy this together. And that's kind of her. Isn't that? And she's from Canada. So that's a very fitting thing for a Canadian to do. (laughs) We are very polite there. (laughs) So for those of you that are living more of a progressive sexual life and have had to do this question would love for your advice here because we're not going to get a lot of answers in this room uh 1-855-BERT-SHOW Mo's got the email hello bird show huge fan from Canada listening since 2019 literally daily it saved me during quarantine hard hands thank you my question is rated R so I'll try to use light words My husband and I recently moved back to our hometown and became friends with our male neighbor. We've all clicked quite fast and enjoy each other's company. A few times now, my husband and I have lightly discussed trio activities. Now, how do I bring up a trio activity with the two of us and our new male neighbor slash friend? I know the quote-unquote friend would be all for it. But I don't want my husband now thinking that our new friend is a threat to the marriage or that I have any desire to leave him for this new friend or anything like that at all. It's 100% only for fun and for the experience, of course. That's how it all starts, right? Always Mm -hmm. just for fun. Never had a trio activity before, but my hubby has. I want to try. Perhaps it's because I trust my hubby and I'm feeling this friend is also a trustworthy person. From the time we've come to know him. So it feels like a safer route than just a hookup from a bar or something random, right? Thanks, everyone, for the advice. You've had conversations about trio activities. Yes, it's already kind of on the table. Mm -hmm. But they, there's, I'm wondering if the conversation has been had because his definition of trio might be him and two women, mm-hmm. whereas oh. your definition of trio... I'm sure it is. ...is you <laughs> and two men, <laughs> and those are two very different definitions. Right. Very different. Right. And on top of that, you're not supposed to S where you eat. Like, this is your neighbor. So if things go awry, it's going to be hella awkward from mm-hmm. here on out. That is really good advice, except we're focusing on the wrong thing. She yeah. wants to do this with the neighbor and her husband. So how does she get into it with the husband? Oh, that's her sex door neighbor. Her sex door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> that's got a reality that was TV vile. show. That was <laughs> nice. Nice. Robert, good morning. You are part of the Burt Show. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic, man. What do you got? Well, first I'd like to say that it's very respectful and um, intuitive of her to go to her husband and bring this to him instead of just fantasizing about it or going behind his back shows a lot of respect for her partner that she wants to share this moment with them. Um, and secondly, in today's world, when you have social media and you can just all these apps for dating, the fact that you go want to talk to your husband uh, about feelings that you're having and share that with him means a lot. It means you have a very strong bond in your relationship and uh, she should go for it. Mm-hmm. She, should be, she should talk to her husband and, if that's something that works for them in their marriage, then they, she should absolutely go for it. There's no reason to be ashamed of it. I'd be a nervous mess <laughs> asking that question. I, I don't. I, I mean, if you're gonna do it, I think you just got to do it, and there's no way around it. But just to just talk to him about it, but I wouldn't do it. I, it just feels like it's too close to home. 
So I actually had a really close friend who was in this exact same scenario. She was the neighbor, though, getting asked. And so I want to know how you feel so confident that the neighbor is going to be into this. Because for her, it came completely out of nowhere, like out of left field. Like, yeah, they're friends, but she's like, we're not that friendly. So I feel like you have to get that person in a situation where maybe like a little bit of alcohol is flowing. So if it doesn't go well when you ask the neighbor you can kind of brush it off as like, oh, we were just having a good time. We were taking shots. We were, you know, we were having a couple beers. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't really want to have a threesome, but if you're down, I'm down. <laughs> so the order of things, you got to go to the husband first before you even go to the neighbor. Oh, absolutely. You go to the neighbor, you're in trouble first. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. I'm just, I'm thinking if you go to the neighbor and the neighbor says, no, you never have to go to the husband. <laughs> That's that true. That was never a thing. Wait, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey. mm, let's think about it. <laughs> but what happens if she goes to the neighbor first and then doesn't go well, and then the neighbor ends up having a side conversation with the husband is like, your wife suggested a, a trio activity of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what was that about? And he goes, well, me and my wife didn't talk anything about this. So, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, then you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Okay, so how does she approach the hubby? Uh, I'm not really sure, but I know it definitely won't work if it was if it was a female neighbor because that happened with my aunt, uncle, and it completely ruined their marriage. <gasps> what happened? So he wanted to have uh, hers and hers and his and went to the wife, yes. and she said absolutely not? Well, it started out as they were going to try it, and the friend was going through a divorce, and she... Just, she was losing her house, and my aunt and uncle said, you know what, just stay with us while you're going through your divorce. And then it turned into some piano time mm-hmm. between the three of them. And then eventually my uncle fell in love with the lady that moved in no. and completely divorced my aunt and left her no. after like 15 years. Oh, damn. Yikes. Yeah, there are just too many variables here, man. Too close to home. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no. Okay. Uh, I got no answers. Except, I mean, if you're going to go for it, go with total honesty. Yeah, absolutely. Tell your husband, and then tell your neighbor, and then call us back. We want to know how <laughs> it is. Yes, we do. It's The Burt Show. The Burt Show. All right, before we get into the email, if it's morally wrong to have an OnlyFans, if you're in some certain professions, like nurse teacher, police officer. We'll get into that in a second. I have been trying to get to this for a week now. It won't take very long. But man, I was surprised. Wow, was I surprised. So I have two sons, and at one point or another, they were both eight, nine, ten years old. And I've had dudes over to the house, nine, ten years old, when they were celebrating their birthday and having parties. And, you know, they get a little out of hand, the dudes. A lot of energy, run around a little bit, hit each other with a baseball bat. and like. <laughs> always have sleepovers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And it's usually, um, it really does consist of like being in the backyard, just running around, playing soccer, literally hitting each other with a wiffle ball bat, yeah. <laughs> uh, then playing video games and go to sleep. That's Sounds it. about right. That's it. Mm-hmm. So last week, uh, we had a party for Tiffany's daughter, Eliza, nine years old. She had, man, what, Tiffany went over the top at this party. She did such a great job. She uh, redid our basement, so it looked like there was a movie premiere going on. So, And it was a, um, it was a mystery party. Like, somebody had stolen the Academy Award, so all these girls had to figure out exactly who stole it based on this, uh, a bunch of hints that were manufactured by somebody else in a box. Okay. okay. Got it. So anyway, so there are... 20 girls in our basement, all right? And I knew the party was getting lit for them because they're all singing Taylor Swift at the same time. <laughs> That's fine. Right, it's kind of loud there. Uh, it's just the screaming never stopped with these girls. Two and a half, three hours. First, they're singing Taylor Swift. Then they're going on to Morgan Wallen. I mean, and then three-fourths of them leave, leaving seven of the girls at the house. I had to remove myself because <laughs> it was so loud and so frantic. And so ear-piercing. And so ear-piercing. <laughs> over and over. They didn't stop till 1 in the morning. The party was over at 9. Four hours of screaming, <laughs> hanging out, having the time of their lives. I literally had to say to Tiffany, like, 
You're on your own on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's not even close. It wasn't even close. Do you know what like they were so jacked about or what they were Have screaming been- about? I think this is fairly common because listeners were telling me in my DMs, like, yeah. oh, you just wait. You've never had a girl sleepover like this before. Uh-huh. You're not getting any sleep tonight. I'm like, oh, shut up. I've done this with boys before. Way worse. Not even close, you guys. The girls were I mean, nothing went wrong and they weren't out of hand or anything. No. They were just being nine-year-old girls. I literally had to leave the house. I would I not have guessed that. Dude, I literally had to walk down the street. It was so loud. <laughs> and it just wasn't this group of girls. That's what to expect. Now, you know, I have to ask you the question that I've asked you before. Did you alter your sleeping habits because you had, um, because there was a sleepover? Oh. What do you mean? Because normally, don't you yeah. sleep in the nude? You sleep butt naked. Oh! I didn't even think about that. Um, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. But it wasn't calculated. I just think I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a really good point. Because yeah. at yeah. any point, they could just walk. It's happened before. Yes. I told you guys that's before. That's why I brought it up <laughs> right. again. Eliza's yes. had like a friend or two over. And in the morning, they thought it'd be really funny to go wake Bird up. So they come running in the room at eight in the morning. And luckily, I'm under sheets, but I'm naked. Uh-huh. And I was in a panic. So I literally said to them, like, you guys need to get out of here. I have no clothes on. They're like, ah! And ran out of there. All right, so the email here. Is it morally wrong to have an OnlyFans uh, on certain professions? Mo's got the email. Hey, Bird Show. I saw a debate on Facebook and would love to hear what you guys think. One of my friends posted where a teacher was found to have an OnlyFans account and said, friend stated he felt the teacher should have higher morals. I personally have an OnlyFans account only because my boyfriend and I were having issues where he would lock himself in the bathroom or wait until I left for work or would choose to watch videos instead of being with me. Mm, well, you need to work on that, yep. When wait, I, hold on a second. So ra- so she gave him something to look at rather than him looking at strangers? Is that the does, motivation behind the OnlyFans? I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, she just could have done that and, it, it, w- without video. She could have just got naked in front of the dude. Right? Maybe she's saying that but since he's doing that, then I'm going to do it also. Yes. To piss you off. Yeah, exactly. All right. When I found this out, I asked if there was something I needed to do to change this, and he stated that he just likes it. He agreed to stop choosing it over me, but didn't follow through. So I told him that if he was able to watch it, then I was able to post it. There's the rub. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. He told me if I made an account, I would be single. It was a brief argument about double standards, but once I sent him proof of my account, he decided that it wasn't worth it and has started being more affectionate towards me again. I think once you've hit that Oof. point, yeah. you might be at a point of no return. Right, it's a petty party. 100%. Now, my thing is, to go back to my friend's post, he states it's a moral issue. However, how did they find out? A parent? Because if that's the case, then how is it okay for the parent to not have the same morals when it's their responsibility to raise their child with said morals? Another teacher? Again, if they can look, why can't we post? I mean, she brings up a valid, you know. Are they the same? A valid argument. I mean, yeah. If If you're seeking that out. You're the reason why there is a market for that and people are posting okay. it. Yeah, I can see that. And That's so, yeah. it, I mean, you found it. You were looking at it. So I think, yeah, they're, they're one and the same. You can't say anything if you're looking. No. Not at all. I'm a nurse. Does my OnlyFans mean I am not as able to care for you or your loved one? In fact, I have never been fired from a job, received a compliment or write-up. Complaint. Complaint. I am told almost daily from my bosses that they appreciate the work I do and the care I give. I'm the one they choose to train, new employees, and they tell me I should look into furthering my career. Why should all of that change because of what I do on my personal time? What are your opinions on this? P.S. My OnlyFans is now inactive, and I got my point across. So it's funny that this email came in today because I know there's a story circulating this morning of a police officer that pulled over some rando. I think it was in Minneapolis. And the dude looked at the police officer and is like, I know you from your OnlyFans. So 
Uh, I don't think the police officer got in trouble or anything, Mm-mm. but the dude said, like, I can't take this cop seriously because I'm <laughs> looking at her on OnlyFans. So in that case, he was like all credibility out the window. I don't see it that way. I don't either. Um, like, if you found out one of your kids' teacher teacher had an OnlyFans account, would you think less of them? <laughs> at his Catholic school. Yes. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, would I think less of the teacher? Yes. Would you think they are less capable of teaching your child because they have an OnlyFans account? No. Um, because he does go to a very strict Catholic school, though, it would be an interesting dilemma on that level. I'm sure the school has the, mm, those stipulations with sure. the teacher's contracts that sure. you can't do anything that they deem immoral. But would I view the teacher differently? Like, it's going to be... There's less credibility mm-hmm. because the teacher is on OnlyFans? Absolutely not. Listen, I know what teachers make. Do yeah. what you got to do. Right. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. right. I, I'll be honest. I'm, I may feel like a hypocrite here because I, I would never judge someone. I don't think it matters what you do on your personal time, and I don't think you should be judged for it. But if someone came to me and was like, you know, you needed to hire a lawyer or something, yeah, and they had an OnlyFans, mm. I might look at it a certain way. Uh-huh. If the lawyer had an OnlyFans? Uh-huh. Yeah, if, it, if the lawyer yeah. that he is defending Mo has an OnlyFans, I, I, I can see what you're saying. I don't know that I would choose that lawyer. Really? I don't know. Huh. I... I, I I can't put my finger on it, but I can see what he's saying. You know, like I don't, I don't know why. But a nurse, fine. No yeah, no, Teacher, fine. No, no, no problem. Problem. Huh. But a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or an anniversary, may I recommend an Atlanta United? match. So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine. And I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. Hey y'all, it's Katie here from The Bird Show. Pride unites us all and so does Atlanta United. That's why I'm giving you the chance to win a spot in The Bird Show's Pride Night Suite in celebration of Pride Month. That's right. Join me and the Bird Show crew on Sunday, June 2nd, as Atlanta United takes on the fierce rival, Charlotte FC, with kickoff at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We need to beat Charlotte, so we will be loud and proud. Believe that. Oh, and by the way, did I mention Atlanta United is giving away a -a one-of-a-kind Pride-inspired towel, plus a $5 donation to Lost and Found Youth, an Atlanta-based nonprofit that provides services to the LGBTQ plus youth, which is included with your Pride Night ticket pack. Remember, to enter for your chance to win a spot in the Bird Show's Pride Night Suite, head over to thebirdshow.com. To guarantee your tickets and Pride towel, go to atlutd.com and click the promotional packs tab for more details. Can't wait to see you all there June 2nd at 4.30 p.m. Together, we are Atlanta. Atlanta United. See you there. Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta? Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years, it's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. The Bird Show. Um, Let me ask you, guys, you specifically a question, Abby. Okay. 
when it comes to dating because you have given up on your dating apps, right? I've given up on dating period at this <laughs> point. Just the apps. No, she's just given up. <laughs> I've, just I've up. given up in general. I'm done after this. I actually have another segment about that later on today that uh, women are just giving up on dating. They're quitting, da- silently quitting dating. It's me. I'm quiet quitting. Well, I'm, I'm not being quiet. I'm actually being very loud about it. <laughs> I'm screaming it from the rooftops. I'm done. So you have said that since you've been off like the dating apps, you feel like your mental health is better. Yeah, I do. I feel like I'm less focused on trying to accomplish the quote unquote goal of finding somebody and I'm just living my life, which is just, wow, what a radical thought to live (laughs) my life on my own terms without a man. But yeah, it's been really good for me. All right. So Tinder just rolled out this. Um, They just announced a new, they're calling it a very exclusive high-end membership. That means expensive. Called (laughs) Tinder Select. You think so? Yes. It's going to cost about 500 bucks a month. You're what? Kidding. Nah, I know it ain't. There's no yeah. way. I swear. No, ain't nobody paying for oh, that. <laughs> Isn't kidding. there already like an exclusive dating app like celebrities are on? Raya. Yeah. Yeah. Raya. yeah. I'm still on the wait list. Are you? <laughs> I'm a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want me. <laughs> You're Raya Light. That's so funny. But to, to be fair, to be fair, I know people who are on there who are who are, you know, like me, just absolutely nobody. And I'm like, Aww. how did you get on? Instead of Raya, you're Raina. (laughs) (laughs) Raya, except me. So it says that there's really not much of a difference here. Uh, It's kind of the normal Tinder algorithm, uh, but you have special access to Tinder's quote-unquote most sought-after profiles. Okay. What? And you can enjoy exceptional (sighs) connections. No, if they're on Tinder, they cannot be that exceptional. Exactly. And you get a check mark. And you get a verified check. Verified I'll pay 500 bucks for that. Yep. Is Elon behind this? <laughs> That's what it feels like. No doubt. I mean, they're trying to recoup. <laughs> uh, I could see him going over into the Tinder mm-hmm. area and trying to recoup some of that from Twitter. But, yeah, they're really not saying anything except it's a secret VIP membership. And you, if you qualify, they will reach out to you first before they open it up to <laughs> anybody else. So if I had to read between the lines, I'm guessing what they'll do is reach out to the people who are swiped on the most mm. um, using the algorithm. So they see like, oh, every time Bert pops up, everyone wants to go on a date with Bert. So he is one of our most VIP select people. So it's going to be the hottest people together, but mm. you pay for the privilege. For $6,000 a year? I mean, I mean, if that's what you're into and it could show you the best of the best, you know, when you swipe, you're going to get a hot person with a good conversation who doesn't ghost on dates. But if the best of the best is now here, why bother with regular old Tinder? Because you have, I mean, here you have to pay all this money. Now you just got like. Yeah, you got the, the duties. Yeah, yeah, you do. And, and I would have questions about your financial discipline if I met you knowing that you were spending $500 a month <laughs> right. to be on Tinder. Well, it's such a scam because these guys are on regular Tinder. They're just cherry picking them out for this. So it's like just spend extra time swiping. And if that guy or girl finds you attractive, then you don't need to pay for it. You'll no, just match. Seems ridiculous it's amount of money. Stupid. Right one thing I have always admired about Mo is that he is just a solid, solid family dude and a great older brother, protective older brother, always in touch. And that is about to turn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. I, I think this might be the first time ever that I've felt like I'm completely out of the loop in my family. And it may be my fault. And it's it's ironic because it's kind of in the same vein of what you were talking about earlier, Abby, on when is the right time to tell your family that you are dating someone. And so this uh, started when, I don't know if you guys remember, but I came on and told y'all that my uh, middle sister is was dating someone and I had no idea, which that was already kind of shocking to me and I wasn't sure how to feel about it. But I kind of got it because in her life I have been the overprotective brother. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw it as maybe... She didn't think it was time or the relationship had developed enough for her to even bring it to me. That's kind of how I took it. It sounds like the same rules apply for you mm-hmm. as they did for Abby's brother that she was telling us, us about earlier. Exactly that. So the only thing that kind of threw me a little bit was that they were already at the point of traveling the world together, like leaving the country, going from place to place. And I didn't even know the dude's name yet. So I went to my dad and was like, 
is it just me? He was like, nope, I don't know him either. So, <laughs> I was like, and, and your dad's a cop. Yeah, right? So I didn't take it personally, or at least I tried not to, not to make it about me. I figured whenever she decided to come talk to me about him, she would. And if she didn't, she wouldn't. And it was what it was. And So I you don't feel like once you do know he exists that you can reach out and be like, yo, tell me about this new guy. So that's where I was kind of torn, right? And Abby, you asked earlier if you should do that. And so because I know I have the reputation of being an overprotective <laughs> brother, I was like, I am going to take her not coming to me as a sign that she either doesn't want to or she's not ready to. And I'm not going to force it. So I didn't. I let it go. Now, that was a few months back now, of which I've kind of tried to just put it in the back of my mind and move on. So ironically, I get a phone call last week as I'm sitting around with Katie and a friend of mine, and it's my mom. And my mom is like, hey, Reese, um, I need you to come home. Or you don't have to, but if you can. So I'm like, okay, when? And she goes, Monday. So I'm like, mom, who asked somebody to come home on a Monday? I can't come home on a Monday. And she's like, well, I know, but it's last minute and it's the only day that we can kind of make this work because your sister is moving. Now, as this conversation is progressing, for like the first five to ten minutes of the conversation, I didn't think much of it because I thought she was referring to my baby sister who still lives at home with my parents. And she's been trying to move out of the house Hmm. for years. So my first thought was a happy thought. Like, Hmm. oh, great. She's finally got got it together. She's moving out on her own. This is awesome. I may not be able to make it on Monday, but I can certainly make it on one of the weekends so that we can all celebrate as a family. And she's like, well, it's fine if you can't, because eventually I'm going to have to move to California to help her move in anyway. So I said, move or just? No, move. She's going to move. Wow. Okay. That, that was my reaction. Yeah. Like, California, Colorado? That must be a city I'm unfamiliar with. And she's like, no, she's moving to California. So I'm like, wait, my baby sister's moving to California. She said, no, we're talking about your other sister. I said, whoa, wait, wait, what? She's moving where? She's like, yeah, she's moving to California with her boyfriend. Whoa. I said, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna make that flight. <laughs> okay. Now I'm gonna have to make this happen. So I didn't know how to feel. I mean, I'm happy for her, I think. You wish you she, you would have heard from her? That she was making, like, these big life moves? Yes. Yeah. But I don't want to make it about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I'm like, okay, maybe this is partially my fault. Maybe I was a little too hard on her when we were younger, and I, I might have closed that door of allowing her to feel like it was okay to come to me about a situation that maybe doesn't look the best on paper. Because I can look at it and see how she would feel as a sister. My brother not going to go for this. He's not going to be happy about it. He mm-hmm. hasn't met the guy. He barely knows the guy. We haven't known each other that long. And I'm packing up to move to a different state with him. Yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. But I would have, mm-hmm. I believe, I would like to believe that in my growth, <laughs> I would have kind of hit it a little bit and kept it to myself. While I do love the idea of you looking at yourself and your role in this, let me just throw this in here also. Is it possible she just didn't want to hear the truth? Which is what you would have spit on her for sure. His truth. His truth. I think, Not the truth. I a think, truth. A truth. <laughs> it's someone's truth. <laughs> uh, I think that's a part of it. Because I, I think that's what you probably... She probably feels as if she would have got that from me and my dad. Mm-hmm. So she probably was a little more comfortable going to the women in the family. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just left me and my dad on the outside. Of which... I mean, I've taken it in stride. It is what it is. I... I just don't really know how to move as an older brother now. Do I do I say something? Do I not say anything? Do I let it play out? You congratulate her. Have you congratulated her? Well, I don't even feel like she knows that I know. So I don't even know if I'm supposed to really know because so, I didn't hear what, it from her. Did you ask your mom if you were supposed to know? And is she allowed to know that you know? Wait, he's at, well, hold on a second. We're talking about a sister moving states to California with a dude that he doesn't know and dad doesn't know. I mean, before she moves, there's... It, it would make sense to have a conversation. No, it uh-huh. wouldn't because Mo is her brother. And as her older brother, what? I totally understand you look out for your siblings. Yeah. He's not her father. There's no, no conversation to be it's had. It's an adult. Well, it, it's, not an like adult. He, it's not like she has to go through him for approval. But, I mean, as a brother that's been tight, it seems oh, to me. Oh, telling him yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I misunderstood. I, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the, fi- the family dynamics might be very different. Because in our family, that's normally how it goes down. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all grew up together. If I were... To, uh, to date a woman and I was so serious to where I was moving to stay with her, I certainly would have 
mm-hmm. granted by my sisters, not for approval, but this was going on in my life. Yeah. What do you think? Type thing. Yeah. Absolutely. But for me, I felt like, and maybe I'm taking it wrong, but to me, it feels it felt like a clear message that mm-hmm. if I didn't hear it from her, then she doesn't want to talk to me about it. Has your mom met this dude? Yes, I, be- I believe. And your sisters have met this dude. Yes. And you've met him, right? No, I've not met you've him. You've never met him. I've not met him. I don't know his name. I don't know his Whoa. background. I don't know anything. Like Whoa. anything. I know I know his age. That's all I know. And he's older. That's all I know. Hmm. So I just, like, I, don't, I don't know. I yeah, just don't know how to feel about it. I feel uneasy about it too, but... At- you know, and look, uh, quite honestly, family is not my strong point <laughs> the way I grew up. But uh, in looking at your healthy relationship with your okay. family, it certainly seems to me like you sh- if everybody else in the family knows, you should be able to pick up the phone and go, can you tell me about this dude? So my brother and I have a tight relationship, right? Um, and I, we end up finding a lot about each other's lives through our mom just because we talk to her more than we talk to each other. Makes and that's sense. just a given, right? Mm-hmm. Um but if if I were to get news like this from my mom about my brother, right? Um, and we also know that about our mom. Like, if something happens, she's going to spill the tea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't staying in the pot, right? right? Um, so I would hit up my brother and be like, hey, I heard you're moving to California. That's so exciting. Would love to hear more about it. Ca- ca- you know, mm-hmm. call me so we can catch up whenever. Okay. And I wouldn't even bring the dude into it. I would just talk it like that's a really big monumental moment for her to move to another state. So I would I would one hundred percent hit my brother up and ask him about that. You getting ghosted by your sister? Right? No, you're not. That's what's happening so, here. She's, she's, she's busy. You. She's got a lot of shoes to pack uh-huh. and some, yeah. a lot of furniture to figure out. Busy, busy. together, man. Busy, busy, busy. <laughs> I, I'd be hurt if I were you, but I think Kristen's right. A quick mm-hmm. phone call could probably put this mm-hmm. to rest. Okay, it's the Bert Show. The Bert Show. All right, and we call it Follow Up Thursday. You guys remind us of Bert Show storylines that we haven't closed yet, and in this case, it's from Joyce. Ward. He says, yo, Bircho, longtime listener on Facebook. Not sure if you've already done a follow-up to this one, but it was posted on July of 2022. Title was something along the lines of, she wants proof that her sister's fiance isn't the man he says he is, and I need to know what happened. Thanks for the consideration, Joyce. Kristen's going to recap it right now. I am going to recap it right now. I got lost in my schedule. Sorry. All right. So Leah hated the man her sister was planning on marrying. She thought he was a narcissistic, a narcissistic, oh no, am I reading right? I think I am. A narcissistic rude a-hole. She wanted proof of him cheating in hopes that it would put an end to their upcoming wedding. But her plan backfired after he called her out on air with this message, sending you roses becomes because thorns seem appropriate for such a bleeping prick like you. I'll make sure your sister is listening to hear what a meddling bee you are. I am not, never have, nor ever will cheat on your sister so you can mind your own bleeping business. Uh-oh. I forgot all of it. Uh-oh. It's the uh-oh bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> As expected, her sister was pissed when she found out what Lee did behind her back. Last we heard, Lee skipped the wedding and refused to apologize to her sister. We suggested they have a sit-down meeting with family and apologize. Did she take her advice or is she still at odds with her family? Mo has answers. Hey, Bircho. I actually do have an update for you all. So, as much as I hate to say... I told you so, and trust me, it's bittersweet. It seems I had a point about my sister's now soon-to-be ex-husband. No. So, I kept my distance after all of the chaos. We didn't really talk much this past year. Actually, we barely talked at all. Around Christmas, I overheard from our cousin, yeah, had to get the updates from family gossip because we weren't on speaking terms, that there was some major drama happening in their marriage. Turns out, Mr. Wonderful wasn't so wonderful after all. He had not just been seeing another woman. He had multiple side women. They separated right after New Year's. As of now, their divorce is in the works. I guess the silver lining is that they are divorcing now and not years from now when the kids could be involved. The downside, even though I was right, it hasn't magically fixed our relationship. We are still pretty distant. I genuinely hope that in time, things will change. But for now, things are still rocky. So, there you have it. Not the happiest update, but life's complicated, right? 
Hope you all are doing better in the love department than my sis and I. <laughs> Sending love. At the end of the day, though, she gets bragging rights. She No, you cannot. She was right. I mean, she'll never say it. You cannot say but it. But they both yeah. know that she was right. They'll be in my eyes when I look at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you'll be able to see it in my eyes. All right, Abby. Dudes are separated into two categories, you feel. Yes, there are puka shell boys and there are cross <laughs> necklace boys. There are. There's no different. That You are either one or the other. And what? This is, this what is a puka shell necklace boy and what is a cross <laughs> necklace boy? I'm so glad you asked, Kristen, because I'm here to tell you. Please. So, so this got this is a video that got shared in my group chat. And all of my friends realize that you only have one of two types. You either date the type of guy who wears a puka shell necklace or you only date the type of guy who wears a silver cross necklace. These are the only two <laughs> types of necklace that, that boys wear. It, what huh? about a spiked dog collar necklace for the punk rock boys? Who Who is wearing that? I have nobody. But that's my nobody I know. But that's my point. Go to a public setting and look around. Uh, You will only see men wear one of two types of necklaces, at least that we've noticed. And this is um, from a TikTok clip that we got from Brooke and Connor start a podcast. These are very popular TikTokers, and they decided to decide which celebrities would be puka shell necklace guys (laughs) or silver cross necklace guys. And I think maybe it'll make a little bit more sense when you hear examples. There's four categories of man. So puka shell, cross necklace, and then puka shell wants to be cross necklace and cross necklace who wants to be puka shell. 100%. I have some guys that I'm going to give you and you can tell me what you think they are uh-huh. and I'll let you know if I agree or not. Okay. Okay, PETA from The Hunger Games. I think he's puka shell wants to be cross necklace. Really? I was going to say just puka shell. What part of him do you think is wanting to be cross vibes? I don't know. Like he had that whole stage where he wanted to be like really cool. Yeah. And he like had the spotlight and he loved it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Here's kind of a hard one. Okay. Harry Potter. I knew you were going to do Harry. You did? Yeah. <laughs> this is so hard. I like, I've never been faced with something so uh-huh. hard. I feel like he is maybe a cross necklace. I agree 100%. <laughs> Which is really scary to say. But don't you think Ron is puka shell completely? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like male friendships, there's always like a cross and a puka. <laughs> so the thought, is, sorry, the thought of Ron Weasley wearing a puka shell yes, necklace. But you beautiful. can see it, right? So it makes <laughs> yes. sense. And so I feel like the perfect example is I feel like Mo is a cross necklace guy mm-hmm. and Bert is a puka shell For guy. sure. Back in the day, I was wearing pukas all the time, but it was back in the day in California. Okay, what's Tommy? Tommy, Tommy is a puka shell guy. No, the hell I ain't. <laughs> How about intern Mikey? Intern Mikey? I don't know. I don't know if intern Mikey is a necklace guy, period. He might be the exception. I love puka, man. I think he's a puka, but wants to be a cross. He might be, <laughs> he might be one of those macaroni necklace guys. <laughs> Oh, ouch. <laughs> He's never coming in again. Oh, my God. Out of all the things we made him do, this is it. Hey, The Bird Show. I think it's so commonplace for us now that we don't even really embrace the miracle of technology that we deal with every single day. I mean... I'm a lot older than Abby, so I was around before cell phones were a thing, right? And before computers were as advanced as they are now. And the access we have that Mm. we take for granted every day, like what's in the palm of your hand, how we can stay connected and get information, it's really pretty much a miracle, right? And it's advancing at such an incredible rate. So when this one came out this morning, I thought, okay, here's the next evolution. But is this one safe? Because Amazon now is experimenting with drones that are going to drop off your prescription drugs right to your house. We're excited to announce that customers who signed up for Prime Air are going to be able to get prescription medication delivered to their doorstep in under 60 minutes. That means getting as close as possible to our customers, to our patients, as fast as possible. The second you understand that something might be happening with a patient, that they may be experiencing a medical condition, you want to get them the care they need as quickly as possible. It really is unparalleled in the experience for getting prescription medication. Uh, my peanut butter got delivered to my neighbor. Um, right. Are we sure my Lexapro is going to get delivered to me? Uh, that's the thing right there. Like if somebody knows, I mean, it's already hard to get Adderall in this country. Right? <laughs> they know you got a prescription for Adderall and it's dropping out of the sky at noon on Wednesday. <laughs> Guess where they're going to be. <laughs> exactly I, mean, right. I, I mean, I'm not mad at it. That way CVS can stop sending me those text messages like, come pick up your drugs now. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, with anything, there's going to be 
like hiccups, if you want to call it that. For sure. The people who need them drugs not getting them drugs. (laughs) 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 All right. So she's been dating this guy for a couple of weeks now, but there's do he's doing one thing that kind of makes her think like maybe I should just ditch this guy. Should she ditch her date? She wants to know should she ditch her date? Make a move or wait? Should she keep him or dump him? She wants to know if she should banish him or be smashing him, bury his bones or I need some perspective on a dating situation that has me concerned, specifically because of things I've heard Bert say about weekends being prime real estate in the dating world. People often reserve Friday or Saturday nights for special dates. So here's the deal. I've been dating this guy for over three weeks now. We've gone out five times. We've never gone out once on a weekend night. Every time he's asked me out, it's been for a weekday evening. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that schedules can be busy and it's not always possible to meet on weekends. But when I mentioned my availability for a Saturday night, he said he was busy without offering an alternative. Yeah, because he's hanging out with his family. So here, yeah. Or his girlfriend. <laughs> or his wife. friends. Second side piece or third side piece. So many things. So here are my questions for you all. How long do you think it typically takes in a new relationship before someone starts prioritizing weekend dates? Is there a standard time frame for this? should I be concerned that we haven't had a weekend date yet after three weeks of dating? Does this signal something about his level of interest? I really like spending time with him and I don't want to put unnecessary pressure on the relationship. However, if he doesn't consider me (laughs) worthy of prime real estate after three weeks, will he ever? Nicole. So the next time he asks her out and it's a weekday, you're busy. You're only free Friday or Saturday and see how long that goes. And I think that's your telltale answer. Um, well, let's see. Mo, is, does that rule still apply here? Like the midweek date is not the valuable real estate. That's not boardwalk or park place in the <laughs> dating world. That's more like Baltic or Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely think it does. I mean, this could, this could go either way because I've done this um, where if you got a busy schedule and you just work a lot during the week, sometimes for a date with someone that's new that you're not exactly sure about yet, it's just easier to fill it in your schedule as you're already on the move throughout the week. And then when the weekend comes, sometimes you just really want to use that time to be with family or you just want to relax. So you might wake up on a Saturday and you were looking forward to the date, but now you're like, I just really want to rest. So I did not plan weekend dates for maybe the first three. Once you start going on the fifth, sixth date, Mm -hmm. I feel like she has a reason to fill away. Like, they're yeah. three weeks in now. Yeah, that's a, the that's a thing. Yeah, so when I was single, th- I was much more calculated than Mo was letting on here. Um, it's It was all about time. Like, we had just met each other. I don't, I, that weekend real estate really is important for me to hang out with my dudes. And at that point, I was drinking a lot and hanging out a lot. So I'll make it even worse. This is the worst real estate ever is your midweek lunch date is you're just kicking tires at that point. You're like... It's got a set time that you've got to be there and be out. It's an hour. Then you got to get back to work. You know, plenty in an hour. And for me, it was always if this hour went well, then we got a weekend ahead of us. Oh my gosh, Cassie, the the same thing happens in the mommy world with play dates. Really? Yes. Yeah. So, like, if I really like you and your kid, I'll give you a Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> really? But if, like, you know, we're we're just whatever, I'll give you a Wednesday or Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Really? Mm-hmm. And it, you always have that out, too. Like, I can meet for, we can do lunch or a coffee. Like, there's always a set out in case it sucks and you can bounce. But, yeah, because so, like, I'm hanging out. Like, we have, Cassie and I have a play date this Sunday because <laughs> I like her. I like her kids. And they get along really well with Jimmy. So, of course, she's going to get, like, prime weekend real estate. Yep. And it's a long one, too. It's like all morning and lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I will say this about guys, though, right? Uh, And they're telling you everything that you need to know. If a guy is really excited about you, once that first date is over, if he's excited, he's going to want to lock down the second one quickly, I would think. And if that's the weekend, then that's the weekend. I agree. And I mean, five dates in, you like the person. I I would imagine. You're not just on a fifth date with somebody you kind of wish-washy about. So the weekend thing should be over by this point. Ditch your date. Uh... Ditch. Date, but only go on a date if it's on the weekend. Yeah, you propose the weekend if he has something going on. And the fact that he's not telling you why after five dates. Yeah, he's just busy. That speaks volumes right there. Absolutely date. Men are just not that calculated. You don't think so? No. If there's one thing I've learned from dating unseasoned white boys, Saturdays are for the boys. And I think (laughs) he just doesn't have an open slot. You got to get some seasoning in your life immediately. (laughs) Get it. The Bird Show.